Welcome to Massive Late Fee. And now your hosts, Mark and Carol. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me as always is my girlfriend, Carol. How are you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? So much. It's been a good week here. It is June 28th, 1997. It is. And we've been having some fun here, huh? I had fun. Yeah. It's been a fun week. <laughs> We've had some fun times. It's been a fun summer. Yeah. And the movie that we saw was so fun that I feel like I want to see it again. Do you know all the 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 Russians that play for the Red Wings? No. There's uh there's Fedorov, Konstantinov, Larianov, Kozlov, Summerov. That's a joke because they uh, haven't won the Stanley Cup. Okay. Or didn't win the Stanley Cup. But they've... they The Red Wings. Uh-huh. I understand you're talking about the Red Wings. <laughs> Are you familiar with, with their work or no? Yeah. Do you know anything about them? I know that they play hockey for Detroit. Last year that was the... <laughs> And their their uh, uniforms are red and white. That's correct. Last year, that was the big joke. That you know they go oh, summer off because you know they 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 lost. They didn't win the finals. They had such a good team. They set records that they didn't win the finals. Well, if that was the joke last year, why are you telling it this year? Because I want to rub it in people's faces. <laughs> okay. It's a nice way to, to treat the people who listen to our tapes. I'm not saying they did. But I'm not saying they were part of this. Well, who? how are you going to rub it in somebody's face if they're not listening? All I'm saying is, is earlier this month, we didn't talk about it. Sorry to talk about sports, everyone. But earlier this month, the Detroit Red Wings won their first Stanley Cup in, like, 50 fucking years. Is that what all that noise was that one night? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. I remember there being really, really loud banging and honking and cheering <laughs> in the streets. And I was like, did everybody lose their damn minds? What's happening? That was the day that we weren't hanging out because I was watching the Red I was watching Steve Eiserman. Hold aloft the Stanley's Cup. Nice. Yeah. Anyway, congratulations to the Detroit Red Wings. It's been a good summer. Good job, boys. Now they can have the have the rest of the summer off. You fucking racists. Summer off. Anti Russian racists. <laughs> but speaking of racists, is this really going to be your segue? Before we get into the movie. Speaking of racist, that's your segue. I've got some massive love for you. See, that's what I was afraid of. That is not a good massive love segue. (laughs) No. Okay. To start. Bald or nearly bald woman wanted. What? Single black PM. PM? Yeah. Post Meridian. (laughs) I mean. SBPM. Single black professional something male professional male maybe he's a male by profession sure 
seeks slender single back black female. Single back. Single backed. You must be bald, but you can only have one back. Uh, single black female, thirty to thirty nine for relationship. That's odd. Why does he want a bald or nearly bald woman? I don't know. Maybe he's gay and he just hasn't like figured it out yet. Bald or nearly bald woman wanted. That's a that's a that's a tight spiral you got to throw. Yeah. How many bald or nearly bald women are there out there? Now, I know there are some women that struggle with certain types of baldness or have some diseases that can lead to that. Right. And some women shave their heads so that they can wear wigs and stuff. Sure. Maybe that's what he wants. (sighs) But it doesn't say, he didn't say anything about wings or wigs. I mean, maybe he has a whole. Red wings on the one. Right. Maybe he has a whole collection. Of what? Wigs. Oh, I thought you meant <laughs> bald, bald women's heads. Oh, my God. Or no, in various stages of baldness. I'm up to needing nearly bald. Oh, I take completely bald, too. I just need the two left. Oh, my God. The taxidermist is waiting. Yeah, this guy sounds fucking weird. Yeah. Yeah, I would not, uh, I would not respond to that ad, ladies. Attention, white females. Uh oh. 25 to 45. Widen it. Seeking something new and exciting? Come take the next Nestle plunge with me. What in the fuck? The Nestle plunge. What's Carol. the Nestle plunge? It's, you don't remember those commercials? Take no. the Nestle plunge? People jumping into big, giant glasses of Nestle. What? That's so stupid. Me, black male, 5'7", 150 pounds. Ooh, sure. Very small, dude. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all about him. It's a black male, 5'7", 150 pounds. And he has some kind of fantasy about getting into a tub of <laughs> iced tea? Yes. That's correct. I'm so... That's what he wants. He wants to Scrooge McDuck a giant vat of nest tea <laughs> with someone. You have to be 25 to 45. He Whoa. says seeking something exciting. That would ca- count as exciting. <laughs> Carol, you don't want to jump into a giant vat of nest tea? No. I don't want to jump into a giant vat of anything. <laughs> I think it's, it's supposed to be good for your skin, I think. My skin's fine. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I don't disagree. Oh, the nest tea plunge. What a weirdo. What is up with all these weirdos? Hang on, I've got to let the cat out of our bedroom. Oh, my God. Now you want to leave? Sorry, everybody. So unprofessional. Two 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 weeks in a row. It's completely unprofessional. I'm so sorry. This is what it's come to. How about this? While you get your, your headphones back on. What's up? <laughs> Drop dead gorgeous, blonde TV model, accomplished, Bloomfield homeowner. That is an accomplishment. Yeah, seeks tall, thin, handsome, white male, 35 to 45, minimum four-year college. All right, she wants an educated man. That's it. That's, that's, what? Minimum four-year, is she hiring? (laughs) So she's a rich... White model. Apparently, drop dead gorgeous blonde TV model. See, this sounds uh, she's like not some... run. She's not runway though. She can't. It can't be. She's probably short. Can't be tall. 
Well, they do short for print work. I don't. I don't know about TV model. That's like commercials. That's like acting. That's that's. It's not acting. TV well, it's model. on the way. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, I'm. I'm going on the way to. I'm on the way to acting. Can you drop me off TV model, work, please? <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't sound like she should need an ad. No, if she's drop dead gorgeous, blonde TV model, and she owns a home in Bloomfield. Yeah, she's she's set. Bloomfield Hills. What does she even need this this other person for? Like, she, <laughs> she's she could just look in a mirror and have sex with herself. There you go. In her awesome house <laughs> with her drop dead gorgeous body. Wow. <laughs> well, she's seeking a tall, thin, handsome white male, thirty-five to forty-five. Why a minimum four-year degree? I don't understand that one. Well, think about it. She's a model. Sure. She's around a bunch of models. Sure. She wants somebody she can actually talk to. <laughs> you think that's what it's, that's about? I don't know. I'm just... Uh, why else? A good job, I suppose, but you don't necessarily need a four-year degree to get a good job. I mean, it sounds like she has a good job that she doesn't yeah. need a four-year degree for. Correct. So. What if he's another model? Oh, she, she doesn't, doesn't want, want another model. No, she doesn't want that. If she wanted that, I'm sure she could find it. Sure. How about this one? New to the vicinity. Oh, jeez. This sounds like somebody who's fleeing from uh, the police in a in another area. New to f- vicinity. 26-year-old single white male seeking an education. Yeah, he's left a trail of bodies behind him. Seeking an educated, plus-sized, buxom, beautiful white female with a sense of humor for dating and romance between the ages of 30 and 45. Wow. You don't often hear guys asking for plus-size women. Buxom as well. Well, I mean, generally those two go together anyway. That's true. If you're plus-sized, you're usually buxom. Mm -hmm. You can be buxom without being plus-size. Yeah, that's true. But usually that's weird. And he also wants a sense of humor, Carol. And education. He's got a long list there. He does. See, he wants education also. New to the vicinity. <laughs> Maybe he's trying to show off his vocabulary. He was like new to the Ooh. area. And he's like, oh, wait, no, that doesn't sound smart. He's pay- paying per letter. <laughs> Is it per letter? I thought it was per word. Maybe it's per word. I don't know. Seems like that... You could scam that pretty easily. <laughs> right. That's right. Super cagifragilistic expialidocious. <laughs> Why would you Fuck do you, that? paper! 22-year-old <laughs> Southwest Ontario female. So she's close-ish. Ish. 5'8". Gotta go through customs to get to her. <laughs> Need a cavity search and also have to go through uh, customs. <laughs> Uh, twenty-two-year-old single white Ontario female, five-eight tall for a woman, mm-hmm. long curly brown slash brown. So she has curly brown hair and curly brown eyes. Right, right. No dependents employed. Not sure what I'm looking for, but open to suggest. <laughs> oh my! So undecisive, to say the least. She's not sure what she's looking for, but she's open to suggestions. That sounds like a bad idea to put out there. Yeah. Sounds... Oh, what about me, girl? Right. 
Yeah, that sounds like a, a lot of trouble right there. What about this dick girl? <laughs> oh, jeez. Why you got to take it there? That's what guys are going to do. I'm telling you, that's her, her her little voice voice box or whatever, the, the messages, mm-hmm. you know? That's what it's going to be. It's going to be... Uh, it's going to be all that. All that in a bag of chips? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, speaking of all that in a bag of chips, though, we saw a film mm-hmm. called My Best Friend's Wedding. You're so weird. What? <laughs> the way you say things, you're just weird. Why What is? Why would you say it? Not My Best Friend's Wedding? No, I would say My Best Friend's Wedding, not My Best Friend's Wedding. Okay, my best friend's wedding? My best friend's wedding, you weirdo. Yeah, what about it? Tell us. Okay, so we got Julia Roberts. Juliet Roberts. Julia Roberts. Mm-hmm. Um, what's that other one's name, the blonde one? Oh, uh, um, Cam Rodery uh, Diaz. Cameron Diaz. And I don't know the guy's name at all. She Hispanic? I don't think so. She doesn't look Hispanic. She could be Spanish, maybe. Mm, Okay. I don't think so, though. You don't know which 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 guy's name? The the groom. Oh, that's uh, Dermot Mulrooney. Hmm, Weird name. Yeah. Weird face. So Julia Roberts' character, uh, what the fuck's her name? Jules. That makes it easy. Jules? Yeah, he was calling her Jules through the whole thing. Julianne. Okay, sure. Her name was Julianne. But he called her Jules. Anyway, she's a food critic. She's a hitman for Marcellus Wallace. (laughs) (laughs) And he's a sports writer. So they're both writers. They met in college. They were really good friends. Sure. They dated. They fucked a little bit. Right. And then she broke up with him because she was bored or whatever? Yeah, she she's mercurial, everyone. Like the planet Mercury. <laughs> but they just stayed really good friends after this. Right. And best friends. Yeah, and apparently they had this one night where uh they they he got out his knife and they cut themselves and made some kind of blood pact that they would marry each other if they hadn't found anyone by the time they were 28. Yeah. Seems an arbitrary age. It is. That's weird. I mean, although women's eggs start to die at 27, so it's kind of a... <laughs> you think he knew that? <laughs> I don't know. I knew that. <laughs> women's eggs start to die? What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. That's when your fertility starts to go down. Oh, my God. So, yeah. Get on it, ladies. Um... <laughs> Teenagers. <laughs> Keep having kids. No, 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 no. So... She gets a call from him after they haven't talked in a long time, and she thinks he's trying to hook up with her because she's about to be 28. Yeah. But instead, she finds out. He's met Cameron Diaz. And they're getting married. And he says, I don't know if she's Spanish or (laughs) what the deal is there, but I like her. In four or five days, something like five days, I think. Her dad's Jerry Reinsdorf. Sure. Sure. Her dad's somebody else, but they say he's the <laughs> they say he's the owner of the Chicago White Sox, and the owner of the Chicago White Sox is Jerry Reinsdorf, ah. who also owns the Chicago Bulls. Well, he owns the White Sox and then uh, Sports Cable, right? 
So, like, what does that mean? Like, a local cable sports channel? Like, I don't understand. Probably. Maybe he's supposed to own, like, ESPN or something like that. Yeah. I believe the Disney Corporation owns ESPN. But they're very rich. It's like a uh, what's-his-face, George Steinbrenner type situation. George Steinbrenner owns the Yankees. But he also owns the Yes Network, which broadcasts the Yankees games and other, other okay. sports stuff. It's, it's like that. It's one of those stupid incestual <laughs> relationships where... You can own the team and own the TV contract for the team. It's mm-hmm. fucked up, but it happens in baseball. Okay. One of the more corrupted sports in the world. So as soon as we walked out of the theater. Yeah. I start talking about sports. He, he, he had to grab a pen and paper and start writing some shit down because he's like, I have things to say. Yeah, I took notes. So what, what you got? What you want to say there, sir? First of all, what did you think of the movie? Hi. Let's, let's let's start off with with giving first impressions. Okay. Well, I loved the movie. This needs to be more structured. <laughs> okay. Did you? Yeah. Like it just made me feel good the whole time. Wow. Okay. Like it did. It's just like she does just, some evil fucking she shit. She does, but like. There's but she's singing. so charming. Yeah, the, everybody's charming, and they're singing, yeah, it was, and it's a pretty movie to look at. All right, one of my notes is, first of all, uh, they're the most inconsiderate dinner guests ever, <laughs> you would think, because they start singing Say a Little Prayer for You, Dionne Warwick, right. in the middle of the restaurant. Everyone at their table, it's a big wedding party table, starts to join in, and apparently everyone else in the restaurant also starts to join in yeah it's weird they're like all caught up in this this delirium together <laughs> delirium but the funniest part about it is the look on julia roberts face <laughs> julia roberts looks like someone who was sucked into a videotape of a musical right and she's trapped in it <laughs> She's Everyone around her singing. There's, I guess, diegetic music somewhere going on playing. Diegetic this. music. Yeah, that means it's at music, the music's actually happening in the scene. It's not just part of the, the soundtrack. Yeah, one of the waiters sat down and started playing at the piano. Yeah, yeah. so that's why it's that diegetic okay. music. I'm sorry, I didn't know what so the word meant. Diegetic music's going on and... and uh, and everyone's singing like right in her face. And yeah. she just looks completely out of place it's hilarious <laughs> her looks throughout the whole movie just kind of make the movie like she has the best expressions yes she does when she when she looks at this dude i feel like she really loves him yeah because it's all on her face mm-hmm. the whole time the, one of the best scenes and this is uh I, I, I had to look in the credits to, uh, to to check this out. But there's a scene early on where they go to karaoke. Right. The entire time, Julia Roberts is trying to sabotage this woman. Yeah, well, and, and it's so... Starts small and gets much, much, much bigger. bigger. Yeah. It's so crazy, though, because the, the girl immediately is asking her to be her maid of honor and acting like they're best friends right away, which is really weird. Like, I it's would weird. be really put off by that, too. I would not want deal with that oh yeah there's a lot i have to say about all the relationships in this movie but they go out to one of the first things she just tries to do to sabotage her which backfires is she has her sing karaoke Mm -hmm. and that 
I don't actually. I don't think that's the scene. It's the neck. It's the other scene. What? Where they go? That's not the scene that I I, I want to talk about. It's the other scene where they go out to dinner okay. after she. So she she does that, and Cameron Diaz is terrible at singing. I mean, I don't know if Cameron Diaz in real life is terrible at singing, but her character is. Yeah. And it's, but then everyone gets on her side and starts clapping and because she's cute. Dancy. That's what it would be like in real life too. If she was cute, oh, yeah. people would be forgiving. Well, I mean, generally, I think the karaoke crowd is pretty forgiving and nice. But there was one person who yelled, "You suck!" and I think they deserve to be taken out back and being beat. Exactly. But the scene I want to talk about is she she convinces Cameron Diaz to come up with this plot to try to get Dermot Mulroney's. Or Dermot Mulroney to get a job with her working with her dad. Okay, we gotta we gotta use character names because this is gonna throw me all off. Michael, I think his name yes. is Michael. Yes, and and we got Jul- Julianne, Michael, and Lisa. No, no, not Lisa. What the hell's her? They're name? screaming it when they're chasing Kimmy. each other. Kim. Kimmy, Kim, yeah, okay. No, 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 not Kim. Kim's an adult's name. Kimmy. Yeah, she is. She is. <laughs> Portrayed as a little girl. She is a very much a Kimmy. <laughs> so, yeah, Kimmy, Mike, and Julianne, I guess. Or Jules. Let's call her Jules. Yeah. So, Jules convinces Kimmy to get her dad to, like, offer Mike a, Michael a job and so he's not traveling as much. Yeah, because their plan, she's an architect. and I mean, she's going she's, to school to be an architect. She's a junior and in college. Her, yeah, her plan is to drop out of college and just travel around with him while he does his sports writing Which thing. Which is ridiculous. Right. So, I mean, like, honestly, it's, it's believable that she's not trying to sabotage them because it, it their, their plan is ridiculous. I want to get into that. I want to get into all the relationship stuff that's going on, but I want to mention this thing. Go first, ahead. Go ahead. This technical thing. Yes. So they go out to dinner and they have this conversation where she's, Jules has put Kimmy up to this. And Jules, Kimmy's like kind of going through the whole thing and he gets all pissed off. Now, while this is happening, I don't know if you noticed, but they, there's two shots. There's two types of shots in this scene. There's a shot that's an over-the-shoulder uh, shot. I think it's called a two-shot, with um, where you see Kimmy, and she's reacting to that. And she's the only one in the frame. You see, you know, uh, Michael's shoulder or whatever mm-hmm. in the back of his head, just like in a two-shot, like over-the-shoulder shot. But um, we're focused on her. Yeah. In the other shot which is the reverse, is a deep focus shot of Mike. Michael's in the foreground and Jules is in the background. Right. But they're both in focus. So it's a very interesting uh, cinematography technique. Uh, and it's very apparent. Like, you can see it looks almost like... They were they're two different shots composited together almost right kind of, the way they do this deep focus and I think it's a really brilliant piece of visual storytelling because it makes them separated it feels like they're in two different worlds like they're separated even though they're in the same shot mm-hmm. and their reactions to what's going on are also opposites right 
So it kind of, the whole thing kind of, it, it really strikingly, it's very beautiful, like just striking shot. And every time they went, and the other shot's just a regular kind of flat shot. You know, it's not, it's not a bad shot, but it's just a regular shot of where, we, where we're seeing Kimmy. But she's isolated. Mm-hmm. So in that shot, so it's, we can see her kind of out on an island, right? Um, but it's just a beautiful piece of visual storytelling going back and forth between these two different shots. And the, the cinematographer on this, um, this movie was uh, a, a guy named uh, Laszlo Kovacs. And he, he was a cinematographer on uh, the Ghostbusters, uh, Easy Rider, Say Anything, Five Easy Pieces. Um, and it's just like, like I said, it's just, um, I, I, I just thought it was a really good yeah. cinematography moment. And you know, this guy, it's a very, he's a very accomplished cinematographer. He's worked on, you know, dozens and dozens of movies. Another thing with Kimmy, you, you were looking down at her. Oh yeah. She looks sure. so vulnerable yeah. too. Yeah. The camera angles up and it's, yeah, definitely. She makes her look small. Small, isolated. So I just thought that scene in particular and those two different shots, the way they're, you know, the the way they cut back and forth between those two different shots, I thought was um, just a really, especially brilliant piece of visual storytelling. Yeah, nice. And I wanted to call that out. Uh, Good observation. Um, the other thing, <laughs> there's two other things. First, this movie felt like you can give me your your opinion on it. This movie felt a lot to me like a passing of the torch from Julia Roberts to Cameron Diaz. Huh. As opposed to or like as it comes to like being a star of romantic comedies. And maybe not even necessarily like a passing of the torch, but like a I'm going to show you the ropes. This is what it's like. Because she, the the storyline is kind of like she's supposed to be helping her out, but she's kind of resentful of her and everything. I don't think that's what it was like in real life or anything like that filming this movie. But it just, I don't know. It felt very much like Cameron Diaz, we've seen her in The Mask. Uh-huh. As a, you know, femme fatale, sexy red dress woman in The Mask. Right. And that's pretty much all we've seen her in so far. And she, now she's in this movie. I think she's a delight. She's great. Um, and it just, I don't know. It feels a lot like, like Julia Roberts is, you know, Hey, I'm the established star. Let me bring you along and show you how, how it's done. Kind of thing. Interesting. It reminds me of, uh, Reminds me of that Star Trek movie we watched, the Star Trek Generations, where Captain Kirk and Captain Picard were together, and Captain Kirk was like, uh, "Here's how you 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 act in a movie if you're a Star Starfleet captain." So you know that she's only like <laughs> twenty eight, not sixty, and like I'm not saying her career's over by any stretch of the imagination, but she's been doing this. She's been a star for like 10 years, right? Sure. And it feels a lot like Cameron Diaz. She's a completely new person. We have not, we've never, I'm not that we've never seen before because we saw her in the mask, brief role, but 
you know, she's the new kid on the block. And is Julia Roberts being like, hey, let me let me show you. Let me show you how it's done. Let me me show you how you're how you be successful in these these kind of movies. Okay, I don't know. It's weird to me that you made up the storyline for the actors. (laughs) Like, I didn't really have time for that because I was enjoying the actual story of the movie. But I just it was a thought that occurred to me and I just feel like that. I just feel like it fe- the movie feels like that. Okay. A lot of their scenes together feel like that to me. Okay. Sure. What a great response. <laughs> I've given you so much stuff and you're like, "Okay, sure." That's a conversation starter right there, Carol. Do you agree? Do you disagree? I don't agree. I didn't feel that. I didn't think that. And I feel like it would be insulting to Julia Roberts to hear that. Like, Why? <sighs> nothing about this movie was anything about her trying to help this, this girl. Um, and I don't, I just don't understand what, why your mind went there. And that like, now we're having a conversation about this idea that Julia Roberts is helping Cameron Diaz that we don't even know is true. I didn't say that, like... (laughs) I didn't say that, like, they sat down and they said, we're going to do this movie together. Julia, you're going to fucking help this chick to become a huge star. I'm not saying that happened. I'm just saying that the dynamic of having the two of them together, that's what it feels like to me. Okay. Not that it was, like, some kind of plan. Okay. <laughs> wow. Uh, what do you want me to fucking say? I don't know. Don't don't say anything. I, I'm not going to. What the fuck is going on with you over there? What do you mean? You're examining your fucking. You're like drumming on your thighs, like massaging your thighs. You're examining your belly button. You've done everything but flash me. <laughs> During the recording of this episode, I don't know what the fuck is going on. I have a hive by my belly button, and it itches, and I was trying to look at it. Why do you have a hive? I don't know. It's just random, and, like, my legs are itchy and weird feeling, and so I'm moving them. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) You're a fucking mess. I guess so. You know what helps this movie a lot? Hmm. I liked the movie. I don't know if I liked it as much as you like it. But I enjoyed the movie. But what helps this movie a lot is that Rupert Everett decides to fucking breeze in, <laughs> in the middle of the film and completely, like, elevate everything that's going on. That's her friend? Yes. Being completely charming and starting the musical number in the... Uh, in the fucking restaurant. The dude comes in and just like fucking dominates the movie for about 15 minutes. Yeah. And then he comes in at the end and is charming at the end as well. But yeah, the the middle of this movie is all him and it's fantastic. He does. He dominates every scene that he is in for sure. Except for the first one. Okay. The first one when they're, when they're in the restaurant, they're talking. No, that's her. Yeah. He's fine. In that scene, but that scene's not not at all about him. No, he has a couple. He has a couple understated lines, and the camera like rack focuses on her and her reaction to the phone call, and it's, it's all about her. Which is it's both. It should be. 
But yeah, he, he the, the middle of this movie is all him. And the movie is, I want to see a movie with just this character. Right. Forever. <laughs> I want to know what he does for a living because. He's editor. Oh. They mentioned that a couple times. Oh, yeah. Okay. He must make a lot of money. I guess. He's an, he's an editor of a food magazine. He flew from New York to Chicago twice during the course of this. That's insane. Like Maybe he's got a lot of frequent flyer miles. One of the times, it was just for a few hours, as as she said, to fuck her, which was ridiculous and funny. Because he's gay. Yeah. But that was a funny line. It takes a few hours. He just flew in. He just flew in to fuck me. <laughs> Having Julia Roberts say that line, too, is funny. Right. <laughs> like she's got to come up with something and that's 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 it but julia roberts is the villain in this movie oh for sure there's an alternate cut of this movie mm-hmm. from cameron diaz's point of view and it's a horror story <laughs> right because it's like, like, like it's, it's seriously one of those things where it's just like a phantom it's just like <laughs> and she's like what it's it's the hand that rocks the cradle with rebecca de mornay <laughs> right like, what's going on? What, what do you, What do you mean? My my dad sent this message. That's so crazy. And the fact, like, one thing that I think just shines through everything is how much these two love each other, because she's willing to accept it. She's like, okay, so you know, it's some part of me really thinks this. So if it's a delusion or whatever, whatever, like. Is this is it love though? This is what I want to talk to you about. Is it love, or is it like young desperation? Huh? Her response to this, Kimmy and Michael. Yes. Oh, I think that's absolutely love. Really? Where yeah. She's just like, oh, whatever. I don't give a fuck what he thinks or says or does. I don't know. <laughs> Their relationship, I don't think, is good. No? We don't spend a lot of time on their relationship, but as you mentioned, their plan, she wants to become, she even says, she, this woman's begging for agency in this movie. Yeah. Where she's like, I want to finish school. I want to have my own career. I want to have my own life. But their plan is for her to give that all that up. To go follow him around writing about shitty baseball teams or whatever the fuck he writes about. And apparently he doesn't even make decent money doing it. And she's supposed to not work and just follow him around. Live off her father's money. I mean, her father's a billionaire. Right. But I just... And he's not thinking about her, what she wants or needs. He's not even considering taking this job. If they... She mentions a couple times, she's like, well, you know, I don't know if it's a delusion or whatever, but it comes from a place of truth because this is what I want, but it's not what's going to happen. And it's like, if he wants to settle down, like if he wants to get married, have children. Well, they haven't talked about children. But eventually, eventually he needs to give this life up and put down roots because you can't raise kids like that. Where you're traveling around following different sports teams every week out of the year. For it's sure. It's just not... And this marriage can't survive that. I don't think. What is she going to do with her days? Yeah. People need more than that. 
So more than just, you know, slavishly being devoted to one person, that kind of like lust and like ultra focus can last for maybe a year. But that's not a lifetime of, of a relationship. Right. So that's what I mean. Like, I, I don't think that their relationship that we're supposed to be rooting for, I don't think is a good relationship. And I don't think they, a couple times he mentions like how, oh, you know, I'm an idiot for marrying someone I barely know. We've, we've barely known each other. Correct. Yes, you're, you're right. <laughs> you shouldn't be getting married. Yeah. Well, that is an interesting take that I had not thought about. Because, like, to me, it's like they survived and made it through all these attempts right. at sabotage. So I thought, well, then they must just really, really, you know, want to be together, and that must mean they're supposed to be together. But, but I mean, and I think there's something there. And that's the thing is, like, I don't know. For her, it would be naivete, I guess, because she's so young. Yeah, she's only 20 years old. For him, maybe desperation. I don't know. At 28, I guess he's feeling like, you know, I, oh, I got to get married or whatever. Then I've got to fucking marry Julia Roberts. Horse face Julia Roberts. <laughs> right? Because um, I made that blood oath. Uh, but I think there's something there in their relationship. But I think it needs work. It needs maturity. Yeah, for sure. And mostly from his part. Yeah. But yeah, there's there's problems there, I think. Huh. And I think she is the villain. Julia Roberts is the villain of this movie. And all the stuff that she does is fucked up. But he also says some things that are messed up. Oh, yeah. Like, he's to- like she is not as far out there crazy as like her friend acts like she is. Right. Because he really does give her reason to think that he wants her over and over again mm-hmm. yeah like, there's one point where he talks about how good she looks naked yeah he walks in and sees her in her underwear and yeah he's like you look good without your clothes on mm-hmm. like what the fuck but that's not even that bad i mean like whatever he's a guy he saw her naked like he's gonna lose his brain function for a minute uh-huh. but things like when she shows up to dinner with him and kimmy mm-hmm. He says that she looks nice or whatever, and then he starts, like, under his breath, singing, like, you look... You know, what's that song? The Way You Look to Yeah, me. yeah, song which is, like, song. their song, which we find out. Why do we? Why do, why, do, why do these best friends have a song, by the way? Because they were in a relationship? I guess. They were? No, I know they were in a relationship. I just don't know that it comes from that relationship, but... Oh, I don't know. I, I it's a great it song that he butchers. Yeah. But, I mean, he's singing to her, telling her how pretty she is. And then later, mm-hmm. he asks for alone time with her because he got jealous. Right. When her gay, gay friend showed up and pretended to be her straight fiance. Right. And then he dances with her and sings to her the song. Yeah. And talks about how, oh, Kimmy says that, you know, if you love somebody, you should just say it right then. Or you lose the moment. Yeah. And they... It's like fucking, what's it called? Uh, the Graduate. They, they're they on the boat. He says that line. They go underneath the bridge, blocks out the sun. They're under, under the cover of darkness or whatever. They just sit there, stand there. Uncomfortable silence between them. 
And then they come out into the disinfectant of the sunlight <laughs> again. And no one has said anything because the moment's gone. Right. But if she said in that moment, I love you. Yeah, it might have been a whole different movie. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. And what does that say about their relationship or his relationship with his, his fiance? Right. Do you think that, though? Do you think that's what he was waiting for in that moment? I mean. it's It was a pregnant pause for sure. It seemed like something could have happened in that moment. But there are also things said throughout the movie that make you think for sure they wouldn't be good together. I don't think they would be good together. Like when he's talking about how Kimmy just lets him hold her as long as he wants to and that she would always pull away if he tried to hug her in public and stuff like that. Yeah, he needs a submissive person that just gives up her entire fucking life for him. Because <laughs> he's a selfish asshole. Well, they're both selfish. Not Kimmy, but Julia Roberts and him. And they're yeah. both too selfish to be together. Correct. Yeah. They're both too selfish for any relationship. Yeah. I'll give the movie this. They're realistic characters. They are not idealized characters. They are both fundamentally flawed characters. Oh, yeah. And their fundamental flaws inform the movie. Instead of him being like this, but having some kind of storybook romance with her, there are the problems that you can see. Because it's realistic. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. He has problems in both those relationships. So, I mean, that's good. You know, yeah. good for, for the realism of the movie, good for the emotionality of the story, but, you know, maybe not good for them in the future. I don't know. It's kind of weird to me, too, that she's like, he was in love with me every goddamn day for nine years. First of all, like, did you guys not have other relationships? <laughs> they did. They had tons of short-term relationships. Right. They, they said that. Both of them have had a bunch of short-term relationships because I guess they both wanted each other for this whole nine years, but it's like... You, Julia Roberts, you could have at any time gone to him and said that you loved him. Right. Before yeah. before he got engaged. And also, Michael could have done the same thing, but he only really started being super inappropriate with her after she thought she or he thought she was engaged. Yeah. But I mean, <clears throat> okay, she broke up with him. Yeah. So I can see why he might not feel like he could go to her at any point. Yeah. But he I also falls in her court, I guess. Yeah. I also think that um, you know, her ego is a little large though to just believe that he was just in love with her that whole time. Yeah, that's There's true. No evidence of that. Well, yeah, we don't we don't when we don't the movie doesn't give us an answer yes or no. Yeah. The movie doesn't give us any indication whether she's correct or not. And she certainly can be an unreliable narrator. Right. I mean, they do admit, like, she's like, you know, you were the man in my life and she was the woman in his life or whatever, but. It's, the whole thing's fucked up. Yeah. Every relationship in this movie is fucked up. Yeah. Agreed. But it, I, I enjoyed it. It was enjoyable. That's why, to me, like you said, it was feel good throughout the entire thing. I didn't experience it that way. No. Where I was like, oh, it's feel good throughout the entire thing. The parts with, um. With Rupert Everett, yes. But and that guy is fucking charming as hell. But the other parts, no, they were they were enjoyable. It was a good movie, but I wouldn't say feel good. I don't know. I think I think they're all charming. 
So there was no point when I'm watching the screen and not feeling enamored with the characters that are there. I didn't think he was particularly charming. Hmm. I thought he was particularly swarmy. Swarmy? Yeah, I didn't, I wow. didn't, I didn't like him or his character very much. Or his face, uh, I've heard. <laughs> Something's weird with his lip. He has a scar. I know, and I think he has some sort of nerve damage as well because he has like a curl to his lip. But didn't oh, Elvis almost, have that? Almost like an Elvis curl. Yeah. Yeah, well, Elvis had something happen to him too. Oh, really? I think so, at birth or something like that. Oh, interesting. Well, either way, it works for him, in my opinion. <laughs> Billy Idol just did it for fun. Mm. <laughs> Dancing with my savior. Alrighty. Yeah, you know that song. Yeah, I do. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's it. I think unless you've got other things to say, say it. I just I just want to say shout it like, from the rooftops. I think say a little prayer for you. Oh my goodness! I think that in a normal real world friendship, uh-huh. there would be no more friendship after what she did. Oh, hundred percent. And instead, unless he, she looked like Julia Roberts, I guess. Right. And instead, he forgives her, and is like, "Oh, it was. It's flattering. Thank you for loving me so much in that way." Right. Who? Who would do that? I don't know. You You agree that's not a believable response? It's weird. Yeah. But <clears throat> whatever. And then, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. The kind of you know, I guess, uh, is a little bit of proof of his love for her, even though he never says it. Yeah, well, he he comes very close. They're, they joke about having affairs with each other. Right. Which, who knows, maybe that'll actually happen. I don't think so. I didn't hate the way this movie ended, but I also didn't love the way this movie ended. I don't, like, it didn't need to be storybook where, like, oh, she gets a guy, too. Right. Or she falls in love, too. Like I said, after we watched the movie, uh, I, I think the ending of this is... Uh, her the billionaire father finds out everything she she did and then uh, uh, hires a cleaner to uh, <laughs> hires a hitman to take care of her right orders her be. death so she's no longer a threat to guarantees <laughs> because that's what that's what billions of dollars can buy you man though like I I did leave feeling happy and now like with your take on their marriage and everything I'm I'm not as happy about the movie. Because I, I don't feel like I witnessed this great love that couldn't be broken now. <laughs> but that is what There's I, something there. Well, of course there's something there. They got married. No, I mean, there's, there's, there's love there. And they get through... A, it can't be discounted that they get through all these trials and tribulations that she puts them through. But there are things they need to work out. I think I would have been more emotionally satisfied with the end of the movie if they worked some of that stuff out. If he said at one point, I'm I, I'm quitting my job so mm-hmm. that I can come to work work for your dad. Because I've realized that I I loved this job, but I love you more, or I love the idea of our new life more, or that childish part of my life is over and my adult life's going to begin, or any better writing that the writers could have come up with for that scene. But I wanted that scene in the movie. Hmm. I wanted 
him to acknowledge that she should have agency too. And it didn't happen. Yeah. So that's to me the my one big flaw with the movie. He was still willing to marry her knowing that I mean incorrectly but believing that she and her father were plotting to get him fired so he'd have to work for her father. Right. He was willing to forgive that and still marry her. So, I mean, if if that's the case, and that, I don't think they had the time to sit down and hash it all out at that point because it was their wedding day. Like, You could have had the scene, though. You could have written the scene. I guess. Movie. I mean, there was time for uh, him and Jules to kiss. Right. You could have written the scene in. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. And and that's that's that would be my one criticism. That would have, <laughs> I think, wrapped everything up in a much neater bow for their storyline. Not perfect, but, you know, good. So, yeah, I, I loved the movie. It felt good to watch it. Don't let him ruin it for you. Okay. <laughs> Don't let reality ruin it for you, everybody. Just believe in the love. It's so much happier. Right. It's a good movie. <laughs> I liked it. I would recommend it. Yeah. Definitely go see it. All right. Wrap it up, Carol. So you can write us at latefee1994 at AOL.com. Mm-hmm. Check out our website at www.retrolatefee.com. Yep. And share the tapes with your friends. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.